Uh, we have a new Audible intro tonight, guys, and it's not creepy at all. Here we go. Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks for listening to The Wretched Hive. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Iceland Space Force. What are you talking about? You'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Galaxy's Edge is open today, people! Today! Get your last to Mars! And we are going to tell you all about it because you have found the Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday, May 31st, 2019, episode 88 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire gang is with me tonight! Yes! To talk Galaxy's Edge, to talk all things Star Wars. We are your conduit to Star Wars information and news, and we're fired up tonight <laughs> to interrupt each other as we always do. <laughs> we haven't even started the show and one of us is already crying. I'm sorry. Did we, wait, did we start? <laughs> we started. Did I miss that? <laughs> sorry, Dave. Woo. I know we're a little bit late getting started. I apologize. Wake up. Here we go. Sorry. Get on board. I did get to take a nap this afternoon, so I'm a little cranky. Sorry, I did. I, I did take a nap. Man, he's really bitter about that. Oh, he is. Um, Nico is holding us hostage with some sort of a dart gun. And let's get right to it. I'm so happy that this man is back. He was sadly, sorely, not sadly, sorely missed yes. last week. <laughs> he is the Wookiee co-pilot of this here show, Greg Lent. Steven, Broseph, Brohemian Rhapsody, my friend, my amigo. It has been a mm. month since I've had good Star Wars talk. I am so glad to be back. So glad to talk about Galaxy's Edge. So glad to talk about the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace, the third shittiest movie in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> mm. Let's get on with it. No doubt. Yep. We there we God, there is so much going on. There's it's amazing we do this show twice a month and every week, every show I'm like, there's too much news to talk about. Scott. There is, totally. Oh my god. Well, you know that voice. He is the no, he's not the captain of the shoot. It's been a while. It's been, been a while. while. It has. Oh. <laughs> he is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Scott! Ivansky. Oh my God, Steve! I'm uh, I'm recovering, man. I'm a little hot and bothered after that intro. Me too. I'm sweating, Whew. man. My God, I what was, was. What got into you? I don't know. I uh, was so hot. I had a little ginger beer. I had a little bit of whiskey. God, that was hot. It was hot. Mm. Who got into you? Sexy motherfucker. Mm. That's what I was. All of our listeners are hot and bothered. They are. Mm. I'm ready. I'm ready for tonight. Let's do it. Also on the show tonight, he's the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. Hey, hi. How are you guys? Hey, buddy. How <laughs> are you? Talking about duck dick. 
No, that was pre-show no. conversation. No, but that 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 was definitely a Duck Dynasty that we were looking at there. Oh man, Nico, we got We're not going to have one tonight, but I I I have yeah. some news about our latest segment, the Nico Zone. The Nico Zone. The Nico ah. Zone. Yeah. Lighting up the charts. Yeah, it's lighting up. It is. It's lighting up the charts. <laughs> but we'll get to it. And finally. We have. And if you're making last minute dinner plans, you may have a hard time getting in some of the titties. <laughs> Dave! I would love to see my meat in your mouth. Under. <laughs> no circumstances. Names. Litits. It's Litits. <laughs> you ever. Let's get excited about that 69. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and I mean... One million BT customers could see their bills, their bills are full. <laughs> oh, my God. Ever! A police department in California is taking an unusual approach to catch porn pirates... They're <laughs> <laughs> on the wretched eye. Should you wait? I said that already. <laughs> I don't know where you're at, man. I don't even know. I know. Call... I want to be a porn I pirate. lost track. <laughs> Call him. California is farting. Is, is excuse me, fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Harry. To say their final goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer. D.D. Mega Doo-Doo. <laughs> Stop it! Oh, Potter. Chris Belisario, the still walker. I was originally going to come uh, in between her uh, oh. legs, but yeah, that's not what was not going to happen. With... Oh, oh, my God. My God. <laughs> Can I just put this on a rotating, just get oh, like 10 of those in? Geez. Oh, my God. That was just solid. Wow. I should have been a newscaster in my day. That's just, I, I think that's oh. what I should have done. Yeah, you would have fit right in. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, welcome to the show, Dave. Oh, man. Boy, it, it is good to have Greg back. Mm. Uh, the intro was sadly lacking last week, despite the mm. best efforts of everybody. But, uh, hey, <laughs> good afternoon, good morning, good evening to you, wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us. Thank you to my favorite Rebel Scum, Steve Baldwin. You're very welcome. And we, we are 5x5 five five tonight. We are 4x5 on video cameras, which is interesting. Uh, we are not Facebook living tonight, which is exciting, just because that, that didn't work, and my adoring fans were not able to listen to either myself or Nico. That is frightening, Scott. That is truly frightening. Mm. And when did we get Chester the Molester to do an intro for us on all <laughs> You know, Scott said, did you ever hear the sexy one I did? And I said, what What do you mean? What are you talking about? And he, he sent it over right before we started, literally. I, I listened to it for the first time right before we came online. And uh, yeah, that was that was. Uh, and you still put something. it on? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we're still waiting for the sexy one. So, look, okay, if, if we made our way through the look, robot intro, we can handle sexy Scott. Come on. Look, all I wanted to do was creep out Steve, and now yeah. we're just going to do that to everybody. Oh, mission so. accomplished. Hey, mission, mission clearly accomplished there, so that is a gold star for you. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, my God. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure L.A. Sheriffs is on their way to your location right now after listening to that. <laughs> By the way, the Chester, <laughs> Chester the Molester, it's just, you know, oh my God. this show. That is uh, old has, school porn right there. Has that taken is a turn. I, this show is labeled as Gentleman's explicit, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Gentleman's so, Magazine. I, I, yes. I, do have, I do have a question. So we, we've, now, we've now kind of rounded the bend of the, the year of the pop culture trifecta right we've got the avengers ending game of thrones ending both of which are out both of which are at the point where i think we you know clearly there's gonna there's spoilers and you almost don't have to apologize for it and now we're just waiting right. for the last one Blue, and what the, i would the x-men movie right dark phoenix no, not, yes not yes the, oh, x-men oh, yes oh, like the end the, the end of the x-men universe right you know yes what, you know what about? You know what? Fuck that movie. I'll just. <laughs> well, what about Spider-Man, Dave? You throw Spider-Man in there? No, I'm not throwing Spider-Man in there. All right. That's the end. That's the conclusion of the uh, of I'm, the Avengers. No, I'm just That's saying, right. But I'm just saying. Three. So you had the Avengers Endgame conclude the Infinity Saga. Okay. You had Game of Thrones limp across the finish line to the end. You know, with the, a great, the the biggest budget fan fiction you're ever going to see in your life. That last in the Game of Thrones. We've got some news about yeah. Game of Thrones. And now yeah. all that's left is. Star Wars. So my, my mm. question is, I just want to go around the horn here real quick. Did Endgame meet, exceed, or fall short of expectations? And Game of Thrones, did it meet, exceed, or fall short of expectations on its Endgame? And okay. then I want to see how that leaves us feeling on the chances for the rise of Skywalker. Okay. Okay, no explanation. Just did it meet, exceed, or fail? Fall short. Yep. Okay. Clarify each one. That's it. Each one, yeah. So yep. I'm, I'm just since I can see Steve on the screen, I'm going to yep. start with Steve. All right, uh, I will say Endgame met my expectations. Season finale, series finale of Game of Thrones failed to meet my expectations. Oh, wow, did not expect that from. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Greg Lent, you are next on my screen. Uh, I will say that Endgame barely met expectations. I just thought it was okay, mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, I thought it hit all the fan service points I wanted it to hit and that was fine and it was a fine ending and I will watch it again whenever it comes around to Disney Plus so I'm I'm all over it. Uh, Game of Thrones fell well short. It's but I don't blame Game of Thrones because for me, for me there's only been one series that truly stuck the landing and that was Breaking Bad. Um, everything else mm. uh, uh, just you know, it's 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 been uh, one of my. I'm trying to think of when something slowly goes, you know, downhill. It was it was everything. Every season that came after, like season four, was just slowly getting worse and worse and worse. And this was no exception. It was fine. I'm glad it's over. I don't need it to come back. I don't need a a a a a bunch of internet nerds out there petitioning to have the whole season rewritten. Mm. Just let it go. It's fine. Yeah, for fuck's sake, people. Yeah. Shows degrade but, over but, time is what you're saying, Greg. Yes, thank you. I was I'm I'm sick and I'm hopped up on drugs right now, right. so words right. fail me. Bro, but everybody fell fell short. Nico Ooh, Rodriguez. Yes, Nico sir. Rodriguez, you are next <laughs> up on the screen. Well, um <laughs> gentlemen, I might be the happiest man alive because mm. I like to live by a motto that goes a little something like this. If you lower your expectations of things, you will never be disappointed. Well. And as such, neither one of the nerd dumbs really disappointed me because I had not very high expectations for either one of them going into it just because I kind of knew. So I enjoyed them for what they were. Other than that, 
like Greg said, I don't need season eight redone. Um, I'm looking forward to the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe instead of dwelling in the past. Um, now that Disney has rights back to um, X-Men and Fantastic Four, um, I'm excited to see what they have to do in the future. Um, I'm glad Endgame kind of tidied up uh, what was going on in Infinity War and opened up the multiverse. So it'd be exciting to see what happens in the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. Um, and Game of Thrones, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with all the prequel stuff that they're planning on doing because that really doesn't have any sort of expectations for the nerds to say, well, it's not like the book. So Fuck I enjoyed it, but yeah, it is what it is. All right. Scott, you are not on the screen. So what what say you, sir? What say you? All right. Endgame definitely met and I would say even exceeded my expectations. I think they did a fantastic job. Hmm. Game of Thrones, the entire season was up and down all over the place, but ended, I'm going to say, below expectations. Um, I had some issues, but they at least did one thing is they followed through with what they were doing through the whole season. That doesn't make it great, but at least they held true to what they were doing. Um, it would have been terrible if they suddenly changed directions in the last episode, but they didn't do that. Um, I still had a lot of problems with the characters and stuff. So They only changed direction in the second of the last episode by having Danny do the full heel turn. No, no, there was a lot more than that, Greg. We have we have a lot to discuss. All right, all right, hang on. There, there, I don't think we're going to get into that tonight, but I was just curious. Yeah. And yes, I agree. Ep- season eight did not have a change of direction, like you know, Poochie dying <laughs> and suddenly returning to his home planet or anything like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, now, Dave, what what say you? What about you? I, you haven't I, shared I, yet. What I say to that is real quick. Thank you, Scott, for being the only person that got that joke. Thank you for saving my ego on that. Uh, I was gonna say I don't know what who this Poochie is you speak of. I'm assuming it's a Battlestar Galactica reference. No, it's a Simpsons. It's reference. a Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, I don't watch Simpsons either. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Endgame, I had sky-high expectations, and I would say it met those expectations. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones, I'm with Nico. I had I had fairly mediocre expectations for that season finale, and it definitely met those expectations. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, because they were such a different level, that's why both is a meet for me. So lower the bar. So the answer is lower the bar, and we'll never be disappointed. Yeah, apparently. That's exactly. Right. That's why I'm friends with all you guys. <laughs> Well, if you're required to be my friend, sir, required. If, if this show has <laughs> at some point failed to meet your expectations, give us a call. Let that us should, know. That should light the lines up. All right about there. it. <laughs> Can uh, call the Wretched Hive hotline at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H I V E. In case you can't spell hive. Mm. You are goddamn right. That was sexy. And uh, you can also find us online at <laughs> www.therechedhive.net. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. At Twitter, at Wretched Hive Pod. Instagram, Wretched Hive 77. You can also find our app on the App Store for the time being. And you can find us on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher. But of course, the best way to listen to the show and leave a review for the show is on Apple Podcasts. So, one quick announcement, guys. Um, I was a guest on another podcast um, in the past. Two timing. 
I feel so whore. dirty. Oh, Shame. God. Shame. Did you use a condom at least? It was so My good. God. It was so good. Uh, uh, the the podcast is called Dad to the Bone. It's Dad, the number two. Oh, my God. The Bone. Seriously, there's Dad jokes. to the Bone. Jokes. Dad and, to the uh, Bone. And now these guys are clean. It's about fatherhood and, and father craft. Obviously about being dad a dad. Bone, so. yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Those guys are great guys. They're awesome. out of Detroit, Michigan, and we talked about this show. Wow. Podcasting and my film project, The Seven Fathers Project. Nice. So it was right. really good stuff. So check so it real, out. So real quick, really, how real, did you get? How did, how did this happen? Yeah. Well, Michigan is a, a fair ways away from the Wretched Hive stomping ground. Uh, so I I was at a conference for work in New York. And these guys did a session on fatherhood that I was in, and I, uh, they're podcasters, and they have this podcast about fatherhood. Hmm. So I uh, introduced myself after. We chatted for a while and hit it off, and these guys invited me. They were recording a show live at the conference that night and said, why don't you come on and talk about whatever you want? And uh, I told them my Star Wars story. I actually got kind of deep and personal with it and shared a little bit about my family history and why Star Wars is relevant to me personally. It was pretty cool. Nice. It's a good show. Nice. Season 3, Episode 3 of Dad to the Bone Podcast just dropped last Friday, the 24th of May. Sweet. Check it out. I think you guys will enjoy it. Okay. And it's a quick, it's actually a quick and interesting, uh, so it's <laughs> it's nothing like this show. I like Hmm. Listen to Steve talk about himself for 15 minutes. Sounds like a blast. <laughs> My 15 minutes of fame. Oh, yeah. I'm downloading it right now as we speak. Excellent. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, you're going to make me do it too. God damn it. All right. I will. Uh, no, I'm, I'm playing he... SimCity. I'm not downloading anything. He held Sim his phone City. up to show that indeed he is not downloading <laughs> my guest appearance on Dad to the Bone. No, but those guys are cool. If you're going to listen to another show, check those guys out. They've got a good thing going over there, and uh, they're doing good work. So let's jump right into the news, gentlemen. Here we go. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Galaxies. 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 Well, as I mentioned at the top of the show, that bumper is like some strange nightmare, though, where you go to sleep to Bob Iger and then just <laughs> screamed awake by by Joe Joe Perry, Bob and Steven Iger. Tyler. You know? <laughs> I wonder if Ty, if uh, if Aerosmith is there actually at the Galaxy's Edge playing that theme song tonight oh. as they open Galaxy's Edge to the public via their reservation system there at Disneyland. Galaxy's Edge finally doors are open to the public. Some of us on the show have our reservations. Some yeah. of us do not. Others no. have plans. Others do not. Uh, but everything I've heard so far about Galaxy's Edge is that it's big, it's bold, it's fucking amazing. And if you're a Star Wars fan, it's pretty much Nirvana. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I'm hearing, Scott. Are you hearing anything different than that? It's just rave reviews up and down. 
everything I've seen online, I've had a few friends actually do some kind of pre-show reservation stuff, and yep. everything I've seen from their reports has been fantastic. The only thing that's kind of disappointing to, for me is I haven't received my golden ticket yet. Mm. Uh, Bob, if you're out there listening, what a I, dick! <laughs> I'm, yeah, <laughs> Bob we're, Iger. We're still waiting, Bob. Please, mm. tickets. We promote you all the time. Yeah, I'm sure Bob Iger is really pleased at how at how we portray him as the most boring CEO on we, the planet. We give this guy mm. enough airtime. Yeah, that's boring true. but successful. Yes. Sir. Is it is it a portrayal or is it a statement of fact? And you know what? That Bob Iger looks great in a polo shirt. I'm just saying. You're damn right. He looks he's a, he's a fit gentleman. Five tickets, Bob. That's all we're asking for. Five tickets. We don't even need the spouses there. Let's just go. Yeah. So and if Bob and if Mr. Iger, if you're offended by how you're portrayed on this show, all I have to say is a prism cannot bend the light of truth, sir. Wow. Wow. <laughs> nice. I love it. Yes. Uh, so in two two weeks from today, in yeah. the in episode eighty nine, we will have our up close and personal review. Of Galaxy's Edge, Dave and I are atten attending. Yeah, almost half nice. of the show will be there. Um, uh, and if you want to join us, come and see us on June twelfth. Okay, we will be there. Yeah, All right. with the Wretched Wives. Yep, the Wretched Wives will be accompanying us. So there, wow. there is something we need to, to figure Galaxy's out, Edge. Stephen. And yes, maybe sir. we should have this conversation here with the with the guys so yep. they can help referee it. But so as I understand it. There's six seats in the in the Falcon. Right. So two. there are four of us to divvy up two pilot seats, two gunner seats, and two engineering seats. Or is it we're navigation? Gonna, I don't know. We're probably going to have another two people get paired into our party is my guess. So Two, mm. two poor suckers, you mean? Two, mm. two poor suckers. Who's going to fly the Falcon? How are we going to decide this? <laughs> Take four different ships and all four of you fly it. Well... So I will, I will give, I will, because I'm such a giver. No, no. And I'm such a good friend. Don't do this. Uh, no, I will, Dave, if it's between you and me, I'm, I'm handing it to you, sir. There's two pilots. Dave, well, he's going to give you the co-pilot seat. Congratulations. Well, no, no, no. I, I want him in the pilot seat because it, this is, you know, Dave doesn't go to Disneyland as much as Lisa and I get to go. Okay. So that's why I'm saying we, we have passes. We'll go. We'll go a lot probably. Okay. But. You know, Dave, this might be like an annual trek out to Disneyland, I'm guessing, Dave, for you. I, I have not been to Disneyland in probably two, two and a half years. There you go. So it's been two, two and a half weeks for me. So, uh, look, it's all yours, man. I, I'm handing you the controls of the Falcon. If it's between you and me. Now, if you and I are both stuck in the back in the engineering section, that's not my bad. You got you to gotta elbow your way up to the front. See, I was expecting this to be a more lively discussion where it was going to be about how we were going to, like, knife fight and, you know, <laughs> spike knuckle, just sucker punch the people in front of us so that we were both in the Millennium Falcon pilot yeah. seats. Dave, can I jump in on this? Yes, sir. Please. Okay. Here's how it, here's how it goes You're down. so polite. Here's how it goes down. In. I'm yes. polite up until this point. Okay. Okay. You are the wretched fucking hive. Mm. You both get into the fucking pilot seat. I love you, wretched wives, mm. but you're going to engineer this shit, and these two guys that are running the show <laughs> are going to fly that fucking Millennium Falcon. So we just go in and big time them, and like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Like that? 
Wretched, so, wear yeah, that would go over well. Wear your shirts. <laughs> so what what oh, Scott yeah. is saying right now, Dave, and you need to turn to Christine, and you need to say, Christine, Scott says you need to get in the cape room and iron those motherfucking capes when we're on the Millennium Falcon. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Christine. I'm pretty sure Christine wants to shoot some things. So <laughs> let her let Quite her honestly. be the gunner. Let Here's, her be the gunner. That's fine. Here's the just catch. Reminder: Don't get cocky, kid. Mm. Don't get cocky. There you go. Good advice. Yeah. So, hey. All, all I have to say is, I hope the old man put that tractor beam out of commissioner. This is going to be a really short trip. Okay, hang on, now hang on. You need to tell her it's it's either the gunner position or the degeric table, okay? Ooh. So you sit in the back of the bus or mm. you fire some shit and kill some TIE fighters. That's it. Well, if you're interested in spoilers in terms of how the, the uh, Millennium Falcon ride looks... Uh, you can find them. Go ahead and go online uh, to YouTube, and I'm I I cannot verify that I've watched any, but there are some okay shots that people have taken. <laughs> there's a uh, commercial. There's a commercial that's on TV that I saw on uh, that came up and one and some pop up, an actual like TV commercial, like a 30 second spot. That that oh, like, a, like shit. an official Disney thing. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, that's good. good. That, that might have uh, hit today as we're recording. Good. 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 Uh, employees who are not supposed to be videotaping things or video recording things or taking pictures are doing it. Yes. And, and you can find those. Online. And uh, fans of the show, if I am not on the show next podcast, mm. please seek out Christine Holka, who has literally stabbed me in the back of my skull. After saying Ouch. that. So that's all I'm saying. You know, Christine so, Holka has more mentions on this episode than Bob Iger does. Oh, yeah. Bob Iger. Bob Iger. We need I, a- I have a Bob Iger and Galaxy's Edge related comment I just want to interrupt real quick, real quickly with. We had, because tonight we record Wednesday was the dedication of Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland where they do the grand opening. Bob Iger's out there along with George Lucas and Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Billy Dee. They're all out there. Mm. And there's a quote from George Lucas himself speaking to the audience and speaking directly to the Bob Iger. To the Bob Iger, he says Bob you did Iger. a great job. It could have gone very bad, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Do, do you think like a like a hired gun communications person drafted those talking points for him? Yeah. Way I, to go, George. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> Thanks. I doubt it. I know. Was he wearing flannel? Uh, flannel, a flannel under his sport coat. Yes. Ooh, oh, that's should, the that's the look I like from George. That's classic. Shouldn't he be look. working on some experimental films or something? <clears throat> nah, fuck that. He's got money coming out of his asshole. Yeah, mm. literally. Wow. All right. Well, Galaxy's Edge is open. Oh, sorry. May, I don't know what that was. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. But make your reservations. Get down there. We've got to record live there, guys. Are, are there books solid until June? 15th I think yeah so after I think it's or is it farther back towards the end of June oh, maybe man. the 20 I should know this 22nd something like that it's yeah. like the last week of June that it just opens up you no longer need a reservation okay you can just go I in. will see you there in September yep excellent <laughs> excellent when you go we need to go and we need to record live we need to oh sure yeah I'll let you know when we're going not sure. that we would ever sneak microphones into Disney and record no, not no. that we would ever do that <laughs> Never Are you not allowed to take microphones that. into Disney? Well, I don't know. Everyone's got a microphone in their pocket, carrying yeah. your iPhone in with you. Yeah, yeah. You got a microphone in your pocket? Are you just no, glad to see to me? See <laughs> Fuck yeah, Mickey. Oh, oh man. Well, <clears throat> there's a story in Variety.com about the music of Galaxy's Edge. 
that was composed by some guy named John Williams. What? That's right. John Williams Heck. in Disneyland. The story behind his Star Wars Galaxy's Edge theme. So we've got new Star Wars music to hear, Dave, when we're there on June 12th. So is it piped in through the whole land? Uh, I imagine it is. You know, when you walk through the different parks, there's always some sort of like background music going to set the stage. And you know this that, is probably no different. That guy's just pimping himself out for anything nowadays, like, apparently. Yeah. He's just like on the corner making music for people. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Will orchestra for food. Yep. Yep. Uh, insiders explain what went into the composer's music for the attraction, which opens May 31st. Go check that out. Fun little article. We won't read it, but there's no audio to it. So, uh, but but you can read all about uh, uh, how how J Dub put together that theme. Nice. Yep. Good stuff. Also in variety this week, we're going to move on from Galaxy's Edge guys to the cover of Vanity Fair. Uh, actually, it's not variety. It's Vanity Fair. My bad. Uh, cover story, everything new revealed in Vanity Fair's The Rise of Skywalker cover story. And this is uh, online May 22nd with some great images. Uh, let me see if I can put this up here. Yeah, this is, uh, I believe, oh my goodness, uh, famous photographer. Annie Leibovitz. Yeah, Annie Leibovitz. Phenomenal, <clears throat> has done phenomenal shots over the years. Yes. Did that great one of like the entire prequel and original trilogy cast? Yes, um, I think it was right before Revenge of the Sith came out. Just a great, great photo. Yeah, has has everyone here picked up all of the Vanity Fairs that she has done over the years? No, no but no. I know she's done yeah hundreds of them. I have I have every single copy up until Last Jedi. Really? Yeah. Wow. I love. I pick up all the Star Wars magazines when they're released. So. Well, and you're kind of a photography geek too, anyway. I am. Well, you're yeah. just kind of a geek, period. Yeah. Uh, can you guys see my screen here? Mm-hmm. All right. So, so uh, my guy, 3PO, right? yes. featured so, right here. You know, Anthony Daniels is on record saying that 3PO does something in this movie that he's never done before. Hmm. Hmm. What could that be? Sucks cock. <laughs> 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 I don't know How that. Rude. That was in a tops card, I think, at some point, right? Uh, no, oh, that's not just, what was in the tops card. He was just showing cock in that card. That's oh, all it was. Damn it, oh, oh, man. He said something he's never done before. Oh, that's mm. right. Good call, Nico. Well, I'm trying to scroll to the other pictures and having a heck of a time here. <laughs> oh, man. Why is this not working? We're, we're spending a lot of time looking at C3PO and BB-8 right now. There we go. There's another one. All right, so we got J.J. Uh, Abrams here with Ray. Sorry, Scott. I don't think you can see this, can you? That's okay. Um, getting ready to uh, to shoot the Annie Leibovitz photo. Oh my God! I've got the screen, the the uh, the circular rainbow of death. Oh, there we go. All right. There's three PO again. Mm. Is this like the worst Kodachrome extravaganza <laughs> ever? Okay, so now this is a good one. So we've got the Knights of Ren. Here Not with... the Knights Who Say Knee. <laughs> we are the Knights Who Say Knee. Uh, the... <laughs> Bring us a shrubbery. Um, looking pretty badass, I got to say. Like the costumes for the, the old Knights of Ren there. Is, is it going to be... Are those Mandalorian... They sure helmets. They sure look derivative, don't they? Sorry, Scott. You want to? No, no, that's cool. I'm. Uh... Um, 
Yeah, so that's the cl- I I are we are those the same guys that we see in Solo? That are the, lined the, up. Uh, the Emphis Nest guys? Is that yes. what you're going for? Yes, the Emphis Nest guys. Thank you. So there is. They a, sure look like them. There is a talk about this. If you look at the staff that's just off frame at the top, mm-hmm. that is in Solo. Yeah. That yeah, staff there was, right I there. I saw that picture too, yeah. So. It, is it in the Museum of Antiquities that. Yeah, Dryden Voss has that all Voss this is collecting? Stuff. Yeah. 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 It's in there. Okay. okay. Um, we also have a first look at Carrie Russell in a rather form-fitting uh, uh, costume. Yes. I, oh, I, that's Carrie Russell? That's that Carrie is. Russell. Yeah. So I love there's – there's been some amazing comments online about this. But I, oh, really? I, I do have to appreciate whoever I, – I don't have the person who posted this – but whoever made the fact that they're rebooting the Rocketeer, yeah, uh, I thought that was yeah. fantastic. That's on point. That is. The helmet looks a lot like the Rocketeer. It's sort of like a gold and uh, gold helmet, and it sort of extends to the beyond yes. the back of her head, yeah. almost like a. Yeah, a, it's like an airfoil. Airfoil fin yes. on the back. Thank you. Uh, but I do love the mashup or crossover with the Attack of the Clones bounty hunter Zam Wessel. As well, mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. some color mm-hmm. scheme going on there too. I, I I'm curious to see how this character is going to play yep. out. Uh, so we have uh, another shot here of General Hux, played by, of course, Domino Gleason, and a new you character. Know, uh, Hux, a uh, pasty guy. Got <laughs> uh, uh, don't, don't bring us back. Uh, and General Pride. Bring us back, Dave. Bring us back. Played classic by Rick. Line from a classic movie. Played by Richard E. Grant. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's not playing Thrawn. Apparently he's not, doing... unless Thrawn is a, an elderly white gentleman. <sighs> That's disappointing. No, maybe, I can play Thrawn. Maybe, yeah, maybe this is Trump's <laughs> version of it. So uh, we got a shot of the set here with three PO under an umbrella because you know, pansy. That's who he is. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> probably like 120 degrees in that costume. Sure. We got yeah. Chewbacca and Ray on the left there, setting up the the shot, and a bunch of camera crew walking around. Uh, looks like we've got a shot here of Chewbacca on a moving dolly. Uh, looks like they're shooting a, a shot of Ray's speeder or something like that. That's a chase sequence I think we see in the trailer. Oh, I'm excited to see be. what that's going to play out to be. I've learned through some internet research that that planet is a new planet. So oh. I don't remember the name of it, but it is mentioned, and it is definitely something we haven't heard of yet. So yeah, it's okay. it's not Jakku, it's not Tatooine. Yes, they just okay. they went the other. JJ went the other direction on us. It's wow. a new planet. Yeah, and then here we've got a shot of the uh, interior cabin of the Millennial, the Jesus, the Millennium Falcon. I will, I I screw that up all the time. I now. know, right? Uh, with BB-8, Chewbacca behind. Our heroes, Lando and, uh, and Poe. The new, uh, like, the new droids like in there. Everybody's leaning left like it's a Star Trek episode, and the ship is turning really, really abruptly. And everybody's right. leaning left on the camera. Right. So, what is that little? That's uh, that's the new droid. Uh, that's Dio. Or Dio. Oh yeah, yeah, Dio. Yeah, Ronnie James Dio. Ronnie James yep. Dio over right Poe's uh, right shoulder. There. Yep. Don't you see the hook'em horns symbol behind him? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Huh. All right. And then, Lando, uh, of course, dressed like he was in Solo. Yes. Yeah, right. He's got the same color scheme on. He apparently hasn't changed his clothes in 30, 40 years. 
He, well, he probably went to the secret cape room in the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Mm. It's like, here you go, motherfuckers. I'm back and I'm bad. So we got a picture of, uh, looks like uh, Finn and an, another new character, Jonah, or Jana. Jana? Jana. Uh, played by Naomi Aki. And they're on these horse-like creatures. Now, she, she in interviews, has made, uh, made mention that somebody had talked to her about being Lando's daughter. Oh, yeah. And I thought I she had that. a great response to that, saying something to the effect of Lando, you know, we don't know, but Lando has been all over the galaxy. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you just pimped out Lando as being a major well, player here. Well, you've you've heard the latest theory on Ray's parentage, haven't you, Scott? No, I haven't actually. Lando? No, that she is Han Solo's daughter, but not Leia's daughter. Wow. That is interesting. Mm. I haven't heard that. Hmm. Thus the problems of the uh, the uh, conflict between Han and Leia. Well, they were essentially and, and also separated. Keeping up with the brother brother and sister almost hooking up motif as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. And mm-hmm. I, I keep saying, if there is a lot of unrequited sexual tension in a Star Wars movie, you know it has to be between siblings. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is just a rule. So we've got a group of uh, locals, Jordanian locals play the uh or jordanian that they were shooting in jordan yes yes uh played the uh i don't know how to pronounce it aki 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 natives of the planet pasana hmm is that familiar is that the one you were thinking of no i think it actually hmm. was a different planet hmm. looks like a desertish planet but that's cool they got locals uh local actors to portray the um creatures on uh pasana and then a very cool shot of um, Kylo and Ray battling it out. It looks almost like snow. Oh, uh, it's a rain. But it, yeah, it looks, it looks like, like rain. Yeah. Rain, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. But uh, that's a pretty cool shot there. I saw somewhere that somebody said that they were fighting on top of the crashed bits of Death Star that are Ooh. like in the ocean. Yeah, that's where that's where I was going from the shot from the trailer of that planet where they see the Death Star pieces. It looks like mm-hmm. that same kind of set. I like that. I mean, looking at this, I could totally see that, Nico. Yeah, that's cool. So that would that would mean that those are like waves crashing up and over it, maybe. Oof! Right. Nice. All right, then a couple more pictures here. We got J.J. Abrams and crew. In, in, in Jordan. We've got uh, J.W. J. Williams. J. Will. J. Willie. Conducting the, uh, the Star Wars score. Uh, that With his Willie. Wait, wait. Go back to that, that shot. There is an important shot of that because you mm-hmm. do see Leia, Leia in that shot. Yeah. Um, there's they have been the some... movie playing in the background and it's a, it's a scene. It's a shot with Leia that he's... Uh, He's scoring right there. So that shot has been analyzed, and they they talk about the behind-the-scenes footage that that shot was used from The Force Awakens and how much it's been mm. modified to make her look like she's aged. Mm. And I think that's a fantastic... So they're uh, aging her. Yeah, they are. Interesting. Yeah. And so this is the shot. This next one is, has gotten a lot of uh, internet buzz. This is Luke uh, and R2 standing amidst some fiery rubble and looking very sort of pensive as he 
as he takes in whatever he's looking at there. So yeah. is that a flashback to when Kylo torched the Jedi Academy? Yeah, are we going to get that history or that backstory in more detail than we've seen so far? Mm. Is that is that what that, that shot is showing us? or is Do is we need it, it? I mean... Well, that's a great question, actually. Do we need more of that information, or is it something we haven't realized or thought about yet? A lot of people have been speculating. You know, we talked about this way back when Luke was, or Mark Hamill was being, you know, brought out to episode nine set for filming. Mm. Is he going to be a spirit, a ghost, like mm-hmm. we've seen in the past? Mm-hmm. I don't or think I it... need an extended piece about Luke's failing to train the new generation of Jedi. I think I got enough of that from The Last Jedi. I don't think I need that explained anymore. Unless it has something to do with showing an origin sequence for the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Because I I think it is a logical idea that the Knights of Ren are survivors from the Academy that went bad with Kylo when uh, when Ben Solo flipped out. I am convinced that the Knights of Ren are the Aura Singh of this trilogy. Mm. (laughs) That's fantastic. That's a great pull. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's something we don't know yet, something that's beyond what we've actually seen in a Star Wars film. So I'm also going to throw this out because I thought this was a great idea that Game of Thrones did for their final episode. They deliberately brought back a couple of known cast members and filmed scenes with people who were dead and filmed scenes with them in the final episode just to just to throw off the scent, create some fake spoilers out there. Kind of like Marvel in their trailers. Yeah, like they deliberately mm. brought the Waif back and filmed scenes with the Waif for the final episode. They brought uh, the Faceless Man back. Yeah, and they filmed scenes with him. And I, when I read that, I was like, that's a great flipping idea. They had Kit Harrington on set as well, even though he wasn't in the scene. Yeah. Will we see Luke as a blue glowy, or will we see him in his regular person he'll be a, he'll be a ghost in some we, form or another he will, we will be see, it will be force ghost luke we will see both we will see both sir both yeah there will be a flashback sequence this is I, i'm gonna this is what i'm thinking right now there will be a flashback sequence and there will be a uh a the final moment where we see luke and leia and anakin as force ghosts together hmm yeah. Leia. If it's, if, if, I'm just saying, if they're closing out the Skywalker trilogy, that's how they have to do it. We have to see a shot of the family together. Okay. All right. So if we're if we're going back to Star Wars canon, it's been pretty well established well, that you need to be a Jedi in order to be a blue ghost. It's a skill that you that you learn as a Jedi. I agree. That's something that is trained and learn that's not just oh because you're well, force then, sensitive then how did anakin get to do it in return of the jedi yeah that's why as much as i love well, dave's because he theory, was a jedi dave's theory is fantastic i i i'm with him on that except i think what i've learned from the last jedi is don't expect yeah. what you expect and i think there's something more there i think there's something the reason why we're seeing that shot of luke and R2, it could be us being tricked to believe it's just another flashback sequence, yeah. which I agree with, Greg. I don't necessarily need to see, but 
maybe it's something we haven't seen yet in a Star Wars film. Something new that Luke has learned, like mm -hmm. the other past Jedi's, to transcend or move past. Well, right, and let's let's all just remember too that Annie Leibovitz stages, you know, yeah. uh, stages these photos with set dressing and everything like that. They're not actual. She's she's not actually photographing scenes from the movie. Right. Yeah. So also a good point. Yeah, that is a, that's a great point. Well, and, and I mean, going back to what you said, Scott, um, Ryan Johnson pulled force projection out of his ass. Yes. That was found in in the the book, The Path of the Jedi. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about that until he pointed out, this is where I got it. This is canon. Yeah. Um, and I will also say that at, jumping forward, uh, Nico's, the Nico Zone last week, yeah. standalone episode of this year podcast, he talks about how, you know, movie studios sometimes will release fake stuff just to kind of throw you off. It's, it's more of a thing now. Yeah. It's, it's a trip to see that it has to be because there's people with drones you know yeah, going around right. sets and trying to post you know spoiler pictures on the internet so they that's kind of a necessity how you make movies nowadays and, mm -hmm. and, and i think it's great because we we certainly fall into this as well on this show there's so much speculation of trying to figure out what is the story what are what are the big beats of the story going to be before we actually get a chance to see it so i I appreciate that studios are taking these lengths to try to keep things mm -hmm. a surprise for us. So I, we can go and see a movie and experience kind of the raw reaction without knowing what's happening. I mean, Tarantino just screened uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the Cannes Film Festival, and he implored all the critics, if you're going to write about it, please do it in such a general way that the audience will still come and be surprised when they get a chance to see it in a couple months. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, the way they used to do it was they had more control over it. Magazine articles, uh, those pre-release magazines or books that you could buy on on bookshelf, you know, magazine racks and stuff. That was their control system back then. Well, they don't have that anymore. I mean, you said it. Drones are flying around because people want to get some special shot. Mm -hmm. That kind of sucks in a way because even though we do a podcast about that, we still want to be surprised. I do. I seriously, mm -hmm. I'm excited. No matter how much I railed on Last Jedi, I want to see what happens. I want to see how they're going to pull this off. So it's it's kind of a catch twenty two for me being on this podcast and talking about all this stuff. I still want to be surprised. Yeah, there's a fine line between getting the scoop and getting the information on on it. Uh, you know, far long before the movies are released, and then and keeping yourself in a place where it's fun to be in the theater. Yeah. I can remember with, um, with, um, <clears throat> the force awakens. I think some of it, I might've been Nico on the show basically knew the whole plot of the film. Was that true? Nico, did you know the plot of the force awakens before you went into the theater? Um, no, not no. the force awakens. Sorry. I seem to remember how, maybe I had a conversation with someone off the show, but they went into the theater and they basically knew the whole thing. Yeah. They had dug, 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 and and found it all. And I don't know. There's, there's a. It's. I'm not sure where the line is for me, but I, I need to maintain that line. I want to be in. I want to enjoy my theater experience. Yeah. So. I used to be comfortable with <clears throat> trailers, like movies putting out trailers or, or uh, movie studios putting out trailers, <clears throat> just because I had a, a, a trust, so to speak, mm. of them being able to tease us enough to want to get into the theater to see the movie. 
that's over the last 25, 30 years has kind of gone downhill for me. I think Terminator 2 was the first one where I was like, really? Why, why would you say something like that that would imply the major plot twist of the movie in the trailer? Right. And if you don't remember that, that was the one where they show Arnold and it's like, and he's back for good. Mm. And that implies that he's a good guy this time. And that really upset a lot of people. Yeah. But that's been a trend since then for me. It's like, you know, to, to Marvel's credit, Scott, I would, I would at least commend them. They try and throw things in to, to throw off the scent. They put the Hulk in the infinity war trailer yes. fighting alongside the other heroes in Wakanda. They had Genius. digitally yeah. edited, um, Thor's, missing eye so you couldn't tell that he lost an eye in Thor Ragnarok yeah um they're at least trying to put out trailers with the characters you know but not trying to spoil the movie and deliberately putting in false information on purpose and and to give them a extra credit for this all the end game material was done in such a way that was one of the most fantastic marketing plans I've ever seen most of that material was within the first 15 or 20 minutes of that film. Mm-hmm. So most of it, the reviewers came out and said, oh, my God, you know, there's a lot to like absorb when or like just seeing these trailers come out. You go see the movie that's three hours and what, seven minutes or two minutes or something like that. Most of that material was within those first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic on their part. Yeah. I think and, and even the stuff that they took from the end, they did it in subtle ways. Like yeah. the first trailer that came out started off with Tony Stark recording the message to Pepper Potts, which is basically the opening of the movie, yeah. except one line of dialogue that they put into the trailer to make it seem as if it's part of that recording was actually taken from the end, yeah. his last mm. recording that he left. And that was the line, the end is part of the journey. Yeah. And it, it so many just little subtle things that they do that they did like that yeah. are, are part of the marketing to Greg's larger, broader point. Sorry, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Nope. No, it's good. okay. It's good. It's good. I agree with you guys. All right. So let's, I'm going to jump around the show notes a little bit. Again, I know you all prepare by, you know, pouring over and memorizing the show notes. We're just going to jump around a little bit. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, because we're we're a little bit short on time tonight, but I want to jump into a conversation about the Phantom Menace. Oh, twenty that's favorite movie, my favorite. Twenty years Ooh. ago, uh, on May nineteenth, uh, two th- nineteen ninety nine. Sorry. Yes. Uh, the Phantom Menace yes. hit theaters. That, that would be twenty years ago, Steve. <laughs> I had to do math is hard. Um, and there there's a lot some media coverage about the Phantom Menace. Does it hold up? Uh, according to TheVerge.com, 20 years ago, Star Wars The Phantom Menace changed movies forever. Uh, and so I wanted to have a conversation about that. What What do you guys – do you guys think – what do you guys think of The Phantom Menace, first of all, in terms of – I think we all agree that it's not the best Star Wars film. But is there any – are there any redeeming qualities? What can we celebrate about oh, yeah. The Phantom Menace yeah, 20 absolutely. years later? Yeah, we We – we can celebrate, I mean, obviously, the technical achievements of that film. Because even watching it today, the technical achievements of it still hold up. I mean, oh, you yeah. don't need to do a special edition of this movie even 20 years later. It's still fantastic. has one of the best lightsaber fight sequences in any Star Wars, mo- in any Star Wars property. 
Yeah, I would the, I would throw the out there tool. it is it is the best lightsaber fight sequence of any of the Star Wars movies. It, it, yeah. It, I, I'm just saying, even if even if you think that it's not, there's no way it's not in your top two or top three at worst. I think yeah. it was I think it was rated the number one in our high five. Didn't we do a high five about that's that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, but also how that movie was marketed. Mm-hmm. Because. Yeah. I have said I will always say this. I can still to this day watch that original teaser trailer, and my reaction is always, "God, maybe I'm wrong about the film. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. not as bad right. as I remember it." Yeah. Well, there's a cool article on this uh, little indie website, Joe.ie. That's Joe, like the name Joe.ie, and he, Joe, whoever Joe is. Uh, has an article up, and it's called Five Good Things About Star Wars The Phantom Menace. And the number one thing he lists here is the marketing. He actually talks about the posters. And this poster, I still think, is... You know, a good marketing piece doesn't have to have a lot of words. And the image of Darth Vader's shadow being projected from little Anakin Skywalker is so powerful. And it says everything you need to know about the movie. I just love this poster fantastic and i agree about the trailer as well and it was such a good poster and marketing thing lucas stole that idea and incorporated it into attack of the clones because there's a shot at one point on tatooine that poster right before anakin leaves to go you know massacre the sand people and and rescue his mother where he pans Mm. over and shows the shadow of anakin and amidala talking and the shadow is darth vader yep yeah yep very good pull and then you got the Drew Struzan painted poster yeah. with uh, very menacing Darth Maul in the background. Yeah, he great, went, great Drew, poster. Drew went on to do, I think, a series of posters uh, for the re-releases in 97, yeah. uh, but then started doing all the prequels as well. Fantastic artist. Uh, then Joe here in this article also has your back, Dave, on and Scott on the lightsaber fight. Uh, and and duel of the fates, and I love this uh, this part of the article. He just writes, "John Williams, you magnificent bastard." Yeah, so I, good. So I'm oh. I'm gonna say this. Um, I'm the one who dissented from all of you. I don't think it's the most fantastic lightsaber battle, although it is up there. Yeah. Um, there are arguments and issues that I have with it. I still think it's wonderful. I like how certain things play out in there. Uh, it's more about John Williams. Yeah, that score is just absolutely fantastic. Well, you watch Star Wars in silence. Yeah, and a lot of the power of those scenes are removed. I know because the music is is so powerful. And still, one of my arguments when they redid the originals in the '97 special editions, they toned down John Williams' score during the mm. final X-wing battle against the Death Star. It's one of the most cringeworthy moments for me is when they pull away from John Williams' score. That scene where all, what, five, seven uh, X-Wings are twisting and turning Mm -hmm. and dive into the Death Star, they pull back on his music, and it just takes away from that emphasis that we've all loved as as kids, teenagers. And it's like, don't do something that's so powerful. Don't don't take that away. It's like adding no to that scene when... Uh, Vader's no. lifting him up. That's just a terrible moment. You're mm-hmm. you're you're diminishing the emotions that are happening at that moment. Right. 
So, right. But yeah, no, I I still think it's a fantastic lightsaber sequence. There are things in the Phantom Menace that I absolutely enjoy, but it certainly has its flaws. Now I want to get uh, Nico's take on this. This yeah. this was his generation of Star Wars films. Here, he did not grow up with the pre with the uh, original trilogy. Um, Nico, Nico, what? Well, in the house, but what? What's your take, Nico, on Episode One? Does it hold up for you? Um. I think it's got some really cool parts to it. Um, as far as like canon storyline, character development sort of thing, it's not the best, but hands down the best lightsaber sequence in the entire saga. Uh, pod races were cool and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do without the Gungans, but as far as hold up, um, I mean, I watched it a couple months ago when I was introducing Shayna to everything, and uh, I was entertained. Yeah, I was entertained. It's not my favorite of all of them, but I liked it. It's still good, not the worst. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got your back on that. I mean, for me, I actually like Episode One. I, I'm, I, I don't dislike it. I don't love it. But I like it, and it, it, and if it's on, you know, what? It's not Spike anymore. What is the TNT or something like you that? You know, TNT or something on the weeks. I will yeah. definitely stop and just kind of watch whatever's there. I, the lightsaber fight is fantastic. I was in a, I was in a pub with a good friend of the show, Chris, yeah. last week, and it happened to be on, and it it was it's fun. It's a it's a fun movie. Yeah, they were doing the marathon, right? It was TNT. It was doing all the Star I, Wars. Films. I think so. The last yeah. weekend, I caught a few of them and I had yeah. a I had a blast. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I I I will say, as much as I've railed on this film, mm-hmm. there is a special nostalgic feeling of what we all went through in ninety eight and ninety nine when we saw the first marketing for it. Right, and then that first time when we waited in line and we saw it five, six, seven times in the theater, it it still kind of holds that special feeling there. There's the feeling of being let down, we've talked about and discussed and overanalyzed, but there is that feeling that we finally got to see a real original Star Wars film after, God, what was it? 20? 16 years? Yeah, 16 years. That's right. 16 yeah. years. 83? Yeah. Math is hard. So I, it is hard. Mm-hmm. But still wonderful. You know what? I am going to do something I can't believe I'm going to say, and Dave is going to fucking rail on me for this forever but I'm going to go and I'm going to rewatch my double disc DVD not the Blu-ray but the DVD okay, and my original VHS copy which is the only version of the original theatrical release available on any format mm. and I'm going to go back and just check out everything All right. commentaries, Why? special editions Why would you stuff. think I would make fun of you for that Scott? I don't know, Christine Holka was right <laughs> hashtag <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Is she the sixth Beatle on this show? I mean what, what is the why, God, how does she keep coming up for you? It's pissing me off <laughs> It's pissing me off Dave Wow, she I just got... got to call shenanigans on the fact that you have an operating VCR in the house still There you go No I do, it's a Mitsubishi <laughs> well, it, isn't that scary? Yeah. I actually do. I and a laser I have disc. an operating VCR, but it's in storage, not in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's not operating, is it? I have I have a <laughs> I have a working laser disc player. Yeah, yeah. We gotta fire that bad boy up. 
how does it look on the TV? I, I don't have the laser displayer in the house as well. You, you've been to my house. There's not a lot of space here for things. Uh, That's I, true. I, I, and I think that LaserDisc only uh, broad, broadcast, whatever you want, played at 480p yeah. at, tel- at television. So it's not going to look very oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the upscaling is going to be rough. But to Scott's point, it's the only THX version of the True. original trilogy. True. It is. And you've got all those golden commentary tracks, too. The commentary yes. tracks are just mm. gold. What On the laser discs? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think there were commentary tracks on the laser discs, but it's been a while since I watched them. Yeah. Well, no, there depending are. on what version you have, I think it was the yeah. ultimate original trilogy box set has like four separate commentary tracks. The definitive collection. Thank it was you. the. Three hundred dollar box set, which is fucking fantastic, and and they're weird commentaries. They're chopped. They're not normal. They're not like watching a two hour commentary. You definitely owe it to yourself to listen to some of those original because they pulled people that nobody wants to hear talk hmm. talk yeah. about the films. They they are available on I think on YouTube just as straight audio files if you want to just pull them down and listen to them in sync with the movie kind of do it you know with your headphones in on on your on your phone and then um just play the movie over top because they're that's right they talk to these weird ass people they talk about how they're they talk to the, some of the designers the set design the robot designers and how R2-D2, they originally wanted to be like a ball. You know, and yeah. this is a commentary track that was re- recorded in the 90s, exactly describing what BB-8 turned out to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by That's the way, awesome. Dave, Dave is throwing up uh, some video signals here of some single special edition laser discs. No, these are these are non-special edition, buddy. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. Ooh, but... Those are original. <coughs> now, now, time these, out, yeah. though. From the 80s. The, but these are the face discs. These are the ones with the Vader and the Yoda and the Stormtrooper. Yeah. The definitive oh, box set was a black box that you could buy that was amazing prior to the ones that Dave's showing us that oh, had... Oh, man, look at that inside. The you know, Unfold that. Let me see that again, Dave. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Star those Destroyer. Are... Oh, man, that's awesome. Those discs that he has right there are fantastic. But prior to that, if you bought the definitive box set, the thing was like, seriously, four inches thick. You could get some crazy original versions of the films that have some really cool features. I have them all burned on DVD. I'll let you borrow it sometime. Okay, I would love to because yeah. I've I it's been so long. Ooh, what, uh, that, there it is. It's a there lot is. of focus there. Pull it back, pull it back, just pull a back little bit. a little bit, Greg. Yeah. So Greg's uh, it's got yeah. Your silver... camera's got that funky. Uh, it's not in focus. Let's do, let's do this. Silver, yeah, that's the silver. Silver. So, so Greg oil. is showing us the box set. Oh, that's better. Okay, that's it. Star Wars trilogy. Um, sixty bucks. Oh crap! Is that laserdisc? Seriously, that yeah, thing originally yeah. was two ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. It's because nobody has laserdisc players anymore. Exactly. I have my dual disc laser Pioneer laser DVD player. The DVD would slide into the yeah. middle of the laserdisc. Yeah, that motherfucker is. That's yeah, the that's seriously. the that's the three or four inches wide. Now, can you get a laser disc player? Can you find them still? I have one at my house. But can I buy one if I want? Dave's one? got one in, yeah. in storage. Well, I yeah. Dave's not me. I'm asking you guys: Can I find one to buy? Okay, I 
You're still saving actually... up for a mixer board, so no, you don't get a laser disc player. Ah, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, so here. Yeah, you can. Jesus, it's the, like the, the old from the married back couple. Of the, back of the box, Ex extensive supplemental materials on each film, including interviews and commentary by George Lucas, Ben Burt, Dennis Murin, Ken Ralston, Ralph McQuarrie, and Frank Oz. Seriously? Wow. Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. I don't think I've heard much. I know I've heard part of it because I found I'm I sure searched for it. Most people haven't, because those discs have been out of circulation for decades. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Like, yeah. Probably longer than Nico's been alive. No offense, Nico. Mm. <laughs> you're number one, you he said. Said you're number one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, we we have to have a, a, a viewing party on those, because I got to see. Uh, I have to see those interviews. Oh, you seriously? Yeah. You seriously should. I'll bring it over. I got it all. Okay. I got it copied from those laser discs onto DVD. Okay. The entire box set. Awesome. So let's Can just I do borrow it. those. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Guys, let's touch really quick. Got to get back. Let's touch. Got to step it, away from is this not docking? each other. Is this docking? docking. Step away from Star Wars for a moment, what? and we got a little bit of Game of Thrones to cover here, guys. Little bit of Game of Thrones to cover still in the wake of touch the epic uh, <laughs> of the epic season 8 finale that has really divided fans yes of the series uh, another article we we talked about this 2 weeks ago so I don't want to get too deep into it but um, there's an article in LA Times um, .com overrated or underrated can Benioff and Weiss up their game for Star Wars and according to this article, they are overrated. Uh-oh. Yeah, Benioff and Weiss moving to Star Wars in an announcement that hopes to bring together fans of the biggest fantasy series of all time. That would be Star Wars. With the biggest sci-fi franchise. Oh, wait. I don't know which is which. Who yeah. knows? The showrunners for Game of Thrones will transition to a galaxy far, far away once Disney gets back to releasing its new Star Wars movies. Assuming the world doesn't end before the first arrives in 2022... Benioff and Weiss have shown gifts for compression and spectacle in adapting George Martin's novels. George Martin? George R.R. R. Martin, sorry. Not the Beatles producer. Fuck, dude. The that's confusing when you do that. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> um, maybe there's a Star Wars book someone can write first. Ooh, that's a little cut on them, I think. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Sick burn, Steve. Sick burn. Yep. Uh, what I wanted to cover is this article on CNN.com. What to watch now that Game of Thrones is done? Okay, it's you know, it's not done. It's it's just paused until the prequels come out. Okay. So, all right, really quick, someone that's up on this. I don't know anything about this. What are they? Who's doing the prequels? What is, what is with this prequel stuff about Game of Thrones? It's... So a prequel is something that happens before the story. <laughs> I hate your face. We've already seen. I hate your face, Dave Potter. No. So who's doing the the Game of Thrones prequels? What's the story on this? Anyone but Dave. George R. R. Martin is working with some <laughs> HBO producers about uh, a couple of different prequels. He's got one set like millions of years or not millions but thousands of years back like hmm. the first men like the andals and the children of the forest yeah and then he's got another one set you know sometime after that but and this is confirmed 
that yeah. they're making these. This is yeah. all confirmed. Okay. He was talking about it on the red carpet, like, of the yeah. season finale. Okay. I don't know which cool. one, but one of them is already in production. I, I just don't remember which. They're, they're shooting pilots for three. They were original. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to talk. Never mind. No, you can go <laughs> ahead, Dave. You're, the, the veil has been lifted. Go ahead. So they, they were looking at four possible prequels. One of them got rejected, and three have, as I understand it, gone to pilot. Mm. And then they're going to make a decision on what they do. And George R. R. Martin is apparently involved with all of them rather than working on finishing the books because really at this point – who the fuck cares? <laughs> well, no, no, no. He Who has to cares? add a few other things. He's also working on the video game because he doesn't have enough to do, right? Right. <sighs> All right. Well, according to CNN.com, there's some great television that's coming. If you if you can't yes. wait for the prequel, which I learned tonight happens before whatever happened before. Um, <laughs> Thanks, I'm here Dave. To, I'm here to help, Steve. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> if you don't like it. Thank you, Dave. Um, so, and I am so excited about this first one on this list, Westworld. So the new trailer for, for what, for, for season three of Westworld dropped. Yeah. Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. I can't think of the actor's name right now. Aaron, Aaron Paul. (laughs) Yes. Aaron Paul. And, oh man, the trailer is so good. Yeah. Super excited about Westworld. Love season one and season two. I haven't seen really, really great series So so far. Nico, you had something? No, I'm right there with uh, Scott. I'm still working through the end of season one into season two. So. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So no blue-eyed dragon shots. No, no, no. I've, I've finished season one, which was fantastic, and no spoilers for Nico. But I haven't caught up on season two yet. So okay. I, I did love season one, though. It was That's a damn good show. So this article goes on to say, if you're a ride-or-die member of – House Lannister, you want to check out the Borgias on Showtime. Hmm. A okay. treacherous family taking names and making money in Resistance era Italy. Uh, if you're a rude or die member of the House Lannister, you can watch Billions. Right. Uh, if you crave a visual feast with a could almost be true plot and deep character webs, you can watch Black Sails on Stars, a pirate pe- prequel to the novel Treasure Island. If you like period pieces but sexy, you can watch Outlander. A couple more here. If you like period pieces set on the other side of the pond featuring various kinds of hairiness and also Jason Momoa, you can watch Frontier on Netflix. Nice, <laughs> nice. Who doesn't like Jason? I was going to say call the midwife, but okay. <laughs> and lastly, let me scroll down here. Uh, if you want to develop a lifelong obsession for a franchise you just can't escape, no matter how many times it hurts you, it says, you know what? Just watch Star Wars. Oh, nice. Hey, let me throw one in there. Uh, Vice.com has an article about HBO's Game of Thrones prequel. Sounds even darker than the original. Check that out. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll put the link up on our Facebook page. Yeah, what was the website again? Vice.com. Vice, okay. Cool. All right, Get Give some really detailed uh information about the prequels coming out nice so all right let's see what else do i have here um but mm, mm, while, mm. while steve's thinking seriously george just finish the damn book stop <sighs> we don't need you on a video game and we don't need you on all this stuff just finish the books it's been eight 
years. Eight years. Is he halfway through the final book? He's not he won't even, say. He's not even oh. done with the, the second to final, oh. the penultimate book. Look, he still has two more books any, to write. Yeah, he's scheduled to have two more books to write, but he the way he writes this fucking thing, it could wind up being a nine-book series before it's done. I know. I mean, he wanted ten seasons of the show. I'll give him that. I, I, I think that was a smart move on his part. Would have made the eighth season way fucking better. Has this been <laughs> well, his... Uh, sorry, Dave, go ahead. No, 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 it's okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, has this been George R. R. Martin's? Obviously, it's the crowning achievement of his career thus far. Did did he write anything else before Game of Thrones? A couple of yeah. science fiction books. Yeah. Nothing, nothing with near the amount of popularity as this series has had, even okay. before the TV show. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah, they they all seem to go science fiction and then into their actual genres. I think uh, that, that Stephen King guy, uh, Dean Koontz, had the same thing. He used to write old sci-fi back in, hmm. back in the 60s. Cool. All right, guys, we've got one final story to wrap up the show here, and I always like to end on a light note, a little fun. Bringmethenews.com posted cutest little kid thing ever. This is uh, a little boy... And he's up there on stage with his friends. And he is going to... He's supposed to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star with his classmates. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he gets mocked by Greg Lent mercilessly. <laughs> Always and forever. That's everyone else on the show. Um, and uh, and this transpired. <laughs> Hey, the, kid, hey. the kid went Star Wars. That, that sounds like us at Timeless Pints, right? <laughs> exactly. I think that was just a recording of us. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's good. Twinkle, yeah. twinkle, little Death Star. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Illegal butt injections. Well, we had to leave a lot on the cutting room floor tonight, guys. We did. We did. There's a lot to cover. We didn't get to it all. There's a story I've been wanting to talk about for two months now that I keep in the show notes. Are they illegal butt injections? Um, <laughs> it depends on what state we're in. Um, but uh, it's about the titles for Episode 8 and 9 where they revealed in The Force Awakens. Maybe we'll get to that next week. Okay. Definitely huh. next week because our next show is in two weeks. So yeah, we'll go. talk about it next week. Tune in and see what you can hear a week from today. Well, guys, that was a lot of fun. Uh, episode 88 is officially in the books, guys. Damn. Oh, yeah. my God. Back yeah. to the saddle, man. It's weird missing an episode and just strangeness. Isn't it? Yeah, there was a – in all seriousness, Scott at the end said there's there was a void tonight. Yeah. There was like a – it was palpable. You, you were missed, my friend. You were it missed. It was palpatinable. It was palpatinable. <laughs> Love it. I get you. I get you. Well, guys, if you've ever been palpatinable, reach out to us and let us know all about that at 562 455 
That's 562455Hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell Hive. You're goddamn right. You can email the show to show at thewretchedhive.net. Reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. Go check out Dad to the Dad to the Bone from May 24th, and you can hear yours truly. That's what we were missing right there. What's that? Zuckerberg. Yeah, that's what we were missing. That was Greg. No, somebody filled in. I think think somebody filled in with Zuckerberg. Okay. Uh, Episode 88 is officially in the books. Any other final thoughts, people? What do you think about this, Zuckerberg? You little shit. (laughs) Can we be creepy all the time? I totally want to be the creep master. That was the creepiest audible promotion we've ever done. (laughs) Super creep factor on that one. Creep factor 10. Turn it up to 11 next time. Guys, this has been fun. Have a great couple of weeks. And as always, may the force be with us all. Duck dicks look like corkscrews. I learn so much on this show every week, and very, very little of it's about right? Star Wars. It's all nature, it's the man. God, Nico, drop when I need it. <laughs> Sorry about that. God, Nico. You. Thanks for listening to the Wretched High.